0: Well, good morning. Um, it's great to be here. I'm actually I live in Lancaster, so the whole Amish thing is real for me. Can you, you know, I asked him if he had uh, a parking lot for buggies in, in the because I go to Costco uh, in La- in Lancaster, and uh, you, you have to have both. Uh, it's an amazing thing. And uh, actually, when I got saved, the first movie I went to see was called Witness. How many know that movie? And uh, yeah, Harrison Ford. And he was in Lancaster for all... I just gotten saved, so my gosh, full circle is true. And uh, so listen, I got uh, a lot to say, very little time to say it. I'm going to pray and give you info, uh, what I have in my heart, and pray for as many as I can. This is my wife, Maria. I love it when she comes out with me. Come on, just make her feel at home, yes? (laughs) And um, we were up in Toledo just now, uh, Parisburg, Toledo, with a family uh, who were like the who's who in the zoo in the prophetic in the 80s, Um, and uh, the Coots family, and... And a lot of the ATM guys, anybody heard? I mean, these guys were before even, you hear, you know, and uh, ATM. No, this is not where you get your money. <laughs> uh, but they were amazing. And um, I have Shavda, Mickey Robinson. I mean, these guys were, even Lance Walnut used to go up there all the time. Ron King. How many of you know of Ron King? Yeah. So Ron was part of that spiritual family. I've known him for you know, between some of the younger ones, 20 years and, and then less. So, yeah, I'm, we're 62, so we've been around a little bit. So hopefully that doesn't show too much. And uh, um, So Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for the river that's in this house. We thank you for what you're doing already. We thank you that Freedom uh, Fellowship is not just a cool name. Birth out of a cool date. You always tell me all this. This is not prophetic. And, um, and Father, I thank you for ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to know, angels come down, minister to your people. We pray for a prophetic anointing to hit this house. We pray for encounters, encounters with God wherever we go, Father. There doesn't have to be a religious service that... But we act and live like sons and daughters of the living God. We thank you that the word of the Lord and healing is the bread of your children as His deliverance. We thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Come on. Amen. Amen. I uh, I have a couple of words for the house that the Lord was speaking to me about. I'll I'll say those first. Um, But, Yuri, I, I saw... I know this is recorded, right? So I don't have to worry about that. But I saw... Um, thick roots made of gold tested by the winds of adversity. That was the phrase that God gave me. And I felt that these roots were producing seeds that were going to multiply. And that it was not just a ministry thing, but it was everyone that's sitting here listening to this thing. There is multiplication in the heart of the Lord right now. And there is a release of solid roots which speak to me about solid foundations made of gold. There's a purity in this house that you need to release. And I feel the Lord is, uh, the winds of adversity are shifting to the winds of the Spirit. And it's going to spread your seat. So get ready to get uncomfortable yet fulfilled in the presence of God. I felt that there was a... I felt that there was a bend but not break spirit on you that you... Because how many of you understand that just because it's hard, it doesn't mean it's not God? Yeah. And that we need to persevere through. I feel that there's something in you uniquely positioned right now to be able to walk through some difficult situations. And I feel the Lord is going to model that because, frankly, we need strength and power from the presence of God. Yes? Yes? I prayed, I, I, I saw a hub of hubs, and actually I saw H-U-H, like you're going to be a real question mark, like, huh, out of this place, huh? It, but it was a hub of hubs from the apostolic vantage point, and there were things to be built, and things to come alongside with, and things to catalyze, which brings me to the next word. I feel that you're a catalyst in the region, and you need, you need and not worry about being weird, Come on, if the weirdo isn't sitting next to you, just kind of look at him and go, yeah. (laughs) And if it's your husband or wife, be careful. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) All right? But that you're free to be who God has made you and express that with all your heart. Because I feel the Lord is going to use that in the coming season. There's a cloud coming from heaven. Come on, I, I just feel, can you lift your hand if you can right now? Just release the authority of heaven upon these people, Lord. Because even in the young people that are going to this thing this week, Father, I pray they would get a tattoo in their hearts that they could never erase. I prayed that there would be an imprint in them. And even in this house, the imprint of the clout of heaven, the authority of heaven be released in this house without a religious hype thing, but with a reality of sonship. Do it, Jesus, we pray in your holy name. Amen. Amen. And I also felt that God was going to awaken emotions and awaken your heart to be able to feel. God gave you emotions for a reason. They're not evil. Come on, say amen, yes? And I feel that the Lord's going to awaken that so that your affections can burn at the same rate as your faith. So Holy Spirit, heal the hearts. We'll get into some of that in a minute. But I feel that there's healing in your heart. And I have this word, you know, turn that chair into a throne and come down with authority. Your words are precious in the sight of the Lord. I mean, wait, wait for the healing, but don't ever let the enemy talk you into being a victim. You're victorious in Jesus' name. On this side or the next side, you're going to dance again. Yeah. Uh, and I did feel that there was healing this morning, so I'm really happy that's, that's doing it. Even as we speak... Uh, Receive it, yes, in the name of Jesus. Healing is the healer, not the speaker. Say amen, yes. yes. And so um, I don't need to. So I want to talk to you about pastoring the prophetic for a few minutes and then release. Because I feel that a lot of times God's speaking to us and we misunderstand what's a word of blessing. And we tangle it around into thinking it's it's not for us, or we misunderstand it, or we miss the times, um, really, in the prophetic, and I don't want to make this a class, but I used to run a school of supernatural ministry back in Ephrata, in uh, Pennsylvania, and we used to teach that the prophetic had several components in it. Uh, number one was truth. How many of you like it to be right, yes? That <laughs> helps. Yeah, the other one was tone, because God could speak to you as a father, but he could speak to you as a friend. Come on, as a lover, right? As a brother. Come on, amen. He can speak to you at different levels, and you needed to understand the tone. He wasn't always exhorting you to do something. Sometimes he was just alongside to make you someone. To awaken in you who you really are, so you would discover who God had made in Him. And so that's the second thing. The third thing is timing. Come on, say timing. Everybody wants the microwave approach, but how many know God's into marinating? Come on. Sometimes you just need to stay in the tension of that because you then begin to taste like the goodness of God that the juices begin to get in you and the Christ within you begins to manifest in your life. And finally, there's trust. Come on. Both from the God that's speaking and from the person that's delivering because many times we've been jacked up by this. Come on. Prophets are... yes, they're different. (laughs) But... They need to still love people. Say amen, yes? And they need to be fathers and mothers. And they need to be able to release the word. And there's a trustworthiness as a result of living in community. In the New Testament, there's no such thing as prophets in caves. Please say amen to that, right? Because iron sharpens iron. You want to see a holy prophet? Let him be in community. Let his family be in community. You know them and then you trust them. So there are local prophetic people. And then there's local and there's regional prophetic and state and et cetera, et cetera. But they need to belong to some family in order for them to be legit, not a cave. We don't need to be that anymore. Thank God, man, because I like people. And finally, there's tenderness because without love, come on, any revelation... It's just a noisy gong. So, so th- these are things that you need to have incorporated. And some of us need to erase some of the prophetic words we've received. I know that's shocking to you right now. But some of them were done as a result of people having a, a certain bent or a certain, you know, uh, emotional thrust thing that they came. And, and you've tested it. And you've have you seen that some of and, and you know the ones that are legit. Come on, how many of you know? Your spirit knows the legit ones, the ones that you need to, you know, persevere through and, and, be, uh, and see them materialize. I'm living the dream from when I got, you know, I got baptized almost 40 years ago in a college house. I'm, from, I'm a house church guy. I, I got baptized in a bathtub. Come on, somebody. I had an Indian style, you know, you go real close up front so you don't bang your head on the. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whoosh, with all these young people around, I have my first prophetic word, Jeremiah 1, about being a prophet to the nations. I'm living the dream. I'm going to Mexico, then Brazil, then India, and Canada, and back to Europe. And, you know, I, I, my life is insane. Everybody said, I tell people, I'm traveling less. And they look at me and they go, no, you're not. And he goes, yes, I am. is says, no, you're you not. Know, so whatever. And, uh, but we've been married 33 years. 32, right? This year? This year will be 33. So you have to have a call. You have to have a grace on you. You got to know your wheelhouse. Come on, Right? you got to know how you're wired. You can't be comparing yourself to somebody else like some kind of orphan-spirited person. God has a plan for you. Amen, 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 amen. And so here is two of the most significant questions you're going to answer in your life is, number one, have you found the thing that gives you absolute peace that you're fulfilling the purpose of God for your life right now? Have you found it? Is God speaking to you? Maybe you're young and you don't quite know yet and you're still trying different things. But how many of you older, you know, old is relative because you're going to live forever, right? But how many of you know that some of us need to just know what we're about and just do it? Come on, just do it. You should say amen louder, yeah? yeah. And stop worrying about what anybody else is doing. You do you, bro. Come on. <laughs> You gotta do you. You gotta be the best you. You gotta discover yourself in Christ. You gotta be able to wheel and release from the Spirit of God whatever's inside of you needs to come out. The lion wants to come out and play. Open up the gates, oh ancient doors. Come on. Let them out. Let them out and play. Don't worry about making mistakes. This is this is like freaking out this perfectionism this is such pride come on get out there make mistakes make new mistakes don't make the old ones we know the old ones don't work so make new mistakes dare to believe take a risk step forward anyways can you tell i'm excited about this come on You gotta be able to. Nobody's in their deathbed thinking, I should have played it safer. Nobody. I should have stayed home more. I should have taken less risks. No, you're called to go out into the storms. You're called to soar in the winds and the storms. You're an eagle. Come on, eagles. I'm playing around like you're a chicken, not even able to fly, and you got wings. Well, God wants to elevate you. Come on, give a 2.0 version of who you are. Like 2.0 for dummies. Come on, how many of you qualify? I, I was just in England. I saw a bunch of sheep. And how many of you know they're not very smart animals? And then I thought, I thought, you know, God's comparing us to these guys. This is not a compliment. <laughs> Anyways, the second question. You, so you, you got to answer that question, yes or no. I'm not, have I found, okay, in the secular way, if you're a business person, have I found the thing that will provide for my family every day of their life? And if the answer is yes, praise the Lord, po- polish and sharpen your axe. But if your answer is no, ask yourself a second question. Are you spending time weekly trying to find that very thing that is your wheelhouse? And if the answer is yes, keep growing in it. But if the answer is no, you've just answered no to two of the most important questions in your life. Questions that philosophers talk about all the time. Why am I here? What am I to do? I said, Kali, this is a question you ask when you don't know God. But, This is a question that many Christians ask because they know God and they're afraid to make a mistake. And God wants to erase that fear from our life. Come on, whatever is a fear is not of God. God wants you to be able to be comfortable opening up the refrigerator door in heaven and eating whatever you like. I mean, you know, that's a sign of a son right there or a daughter. When you can go in and be at peace with, with just being yourself in the midst of things, and you make mistakes, and you do silly stuff, but God still loves you. Nothing can separate you from His love. Come on, right? So I, I you know, that's kind of in my notes, not really, but, but we need to overcome Christian superstition. Say amen, yes? Just because you're a Christian doesn't I mean things are always going to pan out. No. You have to collaborate with God. You have to cooperate with the spirit of prophecy. God speaks to you and then you begin to do the thing in front of you. Well, you know, I want the word to be fulfilled immediately. God can give you this stuff immediately. But it's the journey that makes you become a true mature son and daughter. You know, did you ever ask yourself why God would give the land to Israel and then ask him to fight for it? Well, if you're going to give it to me, give it to me. Why are you asking me to fight? Come on, right? And in the New Testament, every promise in God is yes and amen. Fight the good fight of faith. What? If you're going to give it to me, give it to me. But there's something in that fight that you become, come on, you manifest the one that you are. You begin to see how you were created. You begin to see the things that are inside of you. You begin to stop comparing yourself and be busy about being the best version of you that you can be. And that's what the prophetic does. The prophetic enables you to, alongside the overall vision of multiplication, the apostolic thrust of the house, it allows you to confirm Uh, The giftings and callings and the person that you are in Christ Jesus. And man, it's fun when you get there. Come on, it's a lot of fun. Once you're free from the silliness of trying to be someone you're not. Come on. And the whole world trying to speak to you in voices of advertising and social media. And all these different things that you need to become in order to be happy. When true joy comes from Jesus, come on, then you're free for real to just enjoy the ride, not just the destination. All right. And this is where heavenly, I know you can say this here. This is heavenly realms become closer to you. And the angels begin to collaborate with you. Come on. I I was driving to my friend's place, and in my my car, going about 60 in those Lancaster roads, and all of a sudden, my car began to get smoky. I didn't smell it, but I could see it. It was getting like a fogginess, and then I looked in my rear view mirror, and I saw a creature filled with eyes in my back seat, which I thought, there's no way my back seat can hold this creature, but there it is. I know that sounds weird. Can I just keep telling you what happened? Yes. So, th- so this creature, I can, I'm communicated with this creature through my mind. I didn't have to say a word. Frankly, I couldn't say anything. I just took my foot off the accelerator and just kind of veered to the right. Because <laughs> I wasn't too sure what was going on. And then I could, I, could he- I could hear myself complain to the creature. What are you doing here? You're supposed to be looking at God. 24/7. You're supposed to have all your eyes looking at him. What are you doing here? And I was I was in my mind, I was talking to him, and in my mind I heard the creature's response, and he simply said, This, but I am looking at God, I can see him in you. See, we don't understand who we're carrying, we're thinking that something is out there that revival's coming from outside that the voice comes audibly when he all the time he's here in our hearts and in our mouth where he begins to speak to us and our job is to drown out all the other voices so that we can hear the one and when you begin to hear you can pick it out when the bullets are flying then you're good you know what to do when the pressure's on And you are built for pressure, because no pressure, no diamond. Come on, Amen, right? You know we need to. So in the prophetic, right? We're foretelling something's going to happen in six months, eight months, a year. But Jesus says, "But you don't know which way the wind blows. So how can you plan tomorrow? Well, well, which one is it, Lord?" Because, as good Westerners, we want a nice little formula. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> something predictable, something controllable, something that we can replicate. And, and God says, I, I'm not like that, son. You need to learn to live in the tension of things. You need to trust in the one that's perfect. And by the way, I'm invisible, so deal with that, Western world. It's an invisible reality. It's something that you cannot perceive but with the eyes of your heart, not the eyes of your brain. And actually, it says that the eyes of your heart will be illuminated to know. That means you don't even know with your brain, you know with your illuminated eyes. And you know, the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I go because the Spirit of truth is coming, and the Spirit is invisible. Come on, amen. We need to learn to live with a different set of instruments and a different reality. So in pastoring the prophetic of angels and creatures, you're going to find this. Revelation is good. It's great that you can see it. But revelation without application, it's a fantasy. Revelation plus application will release transformation. Come on, how many of you after that? And if you only build apostolically, you'll build a factory. Cookie cutter stuff. This is all the way, this is the way it is everywhere. No, it's not. I can't build in Peru like I build in Lancaster or like I can build in Ohio. I can't do that. But if you only build prophetically, you build a fantasy. Everything's about revelation and nothing's about a practical reality. How many of you know the practical stuff it's also God. I mean, you know, I, I know you might have read this, but practicals is a rare flower. It doesn't grow in everybody's garden. Come on. Common sense, bro. Common sense. Come on, say common sense. You don't know that. you know. I don't know which way. Well, then, you know, get a job. I don't know how God's going to provide. Well, start with babysitting. Go to a coffee shop. You're not beneath McDonald's. I tell this to young people, come on young people, all the time. You're not, you know, you're not going to get your 50 minutes and become a millionaire. That's a lie. Amen, right? <laughs> and so, but if you build together, right Yuri? The apostolic and prophet, you'll build a family. You'll begin to move as one. you begin to have a regional feel. You don't need to have crazy Venezuelans hollering at you. I can help confirm, but I can never be Ohio for you. Amen. So, uh, So let me give you a scripture, so make this meeting legal. First Timothy one eighteen and nineteen, okay. First Timothy one eighteen and nineteen. This is what it says. I'm I'm using an ESV just for the sake of not offending anyone. This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. By rejecting these or this, some have made shipwreck of their faith. Just a few thoughts about that. Number one is, it is a command from God to live according to the promises and prophetic words that you have received. Which I can see even right now. Some of you are carrying like bags of words that still have not materialized And you're dragging him around thinking you need another one. And what we really don't need to do is to make the prophetic a Christian horoscope. What we need to do is to apply. He says, I command you to live by this, Timothy. I command you not to substitute your prophetic word for the word. Like the Bible for your prophetic word. But your prophetic utterance and direction enables you to have a a place you're aiming at, because if you're not aiming anywhere, the enemy doesn't worry about you too much. How many know resistance comes when you point to a target? When you begin to move in a certain direction, that's when you begin to get resisted. And God says, no, I want to make sure that you have a direction, but it's a command. It's a exhortation Timothy live by this direction live by these tendencies and then things will begin clearing for you many people don't have clarity because they're not walking in that direction so if you don't have any direction anything everything makes sense come on if you want to buy a car every car is all right but you pick a brand come on you see them everywhere you see blue ones and red ones and right come on say amen right and once you see, you can't unsee. Once you see the target, you go, I can't. I live for something. God, call me for something. Right? Number two, he calls him Timothy, my son, my child. And this is true here, this second principle. Your prophetic word has to be lived out in community. Come on, say Amen. It's in community that you begin to get confirmation for the words. It's what grounds you. It's what makes you less weird than you already are. Right? And it doesn't mean that you you have to know those that will run with you that are full of faith. Because you can't talk people out of a promise that you can't see. They didn't get the promise you did. Don't expect everybody to see the thing that you're seeing. Just... Just have people pray for you to have an eye to see. Well, maybe I'll stand with you and we'll see where this goes. But it's in community that you find those people. There's no such thing as these rogue guys. I'm just living the prophetic world. Well, yeah, but you know, if you're in community, you're able, they're able then to judge, gauge your growth and the character and the fruit of the Holy Spirit working in your life. How is your marriage? Ooh. Because if it doesn't work at home, it doesn't work out there. Yeah. And so these are the things that community does. And if you're not married, how is your life? How is your personal life? How are there relationships? Are you a jerk? <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> you know? And people, you do not take long for you to realize who is what. Number three, in community, you get confirmation. I said that. You, you begin to, to hear others say stuff that they, they didn't even know what was said. And all of a sudden, they confirm things to you. Number four, and this is, oh, my God. Well, I'm just going to say it. But when you get a prophetic word, it's an invitation for a fight. Come on, it says, fight the good fight with this thing. So, you know, God says, I'm sending you out that door. It's an awesome door. It opens. It closes. It's Christmas. Clear. It's clear. And you're going, I'm going through a door. I'm going through a door. God doesn't tell you you got alligators and boa constrictors and all kinds of things you need to jump on peaks and valleys, rivers, lakes. He didn't tell you all of that because he would totally discourage you before you even got started. But he says, going out, it's a fight. And I tell people when I'm prophesying to them, we're, he says, look, if you, wanna, if you don't have enough fights in your life, I'll give you another one. Come on, amen, right? Because you, it's not like you, you, you don't want to struggle. It's not like you want to just lay down and die. But it's knowing and understanding the stewardship of the word of the Lord that God is giving you. And you begin to be responsible for that which God brings forth. Man, when that happens, you begin to work with the Holy Spirit. And the obstacles become, okay, workable and doable. But I got to tell you right now, it's going to be hard. Come on, say amen. amen. You know, nobody likes to hear that. But it's going to be tough to fulfill the call of God in your life. Not a lot of amens right there. <laughs> but it is what it is. And you know, we live in the good old USA. And we live here. But we're from Venezuela. We know that we lived like... better than most people. Come on, even our worst live better. They eat better. They have a roof. They have clothing. Even in the weirdest time we're living in, Um, we're still way ahead. All you got to do is travel a little to realize how amazing. And if you ever catch yourself complaining, you need to release slapping angels in your midst. (laughs) You know, just to slap you back into reality. No, actually, you're doing all right. You're doing good. And here's so you never forget. Yeah. Holding faith, number five. Having this relation. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of the Lord. I love it. Zach reached to me just as we were worshiping. And he was giving me a word. Confirming things. In my life, in my heart, in the middle of, this is, this is how it is. If faith, I get a hold of that. It's an invisible reality made visible. In my heart, I can see it. It's the title deed. It's the title deed of my hope. Yes. Yes and amen, Lord. I fight with this. That title deed becomes a sword of the, Sort of faith, the shield of faith, it allows me to move forward. And a good conscience. Come on, how many know when you sleep with a clear conscience, there's nothing like it? Such peace, such rest. So, receiving prophetic word does not mean you don't need to believe God. Actually, you need to get closer to God. You don't need a GPS when it says 400 miles in one highway. You need a GPS the closer you get to a destination. That's when he starts going right, left. Be careful with the camera if you're going through Chicago. Come on, somebody. That happened to somebody I heard about, not me. (laughs) A clear conscience, a life of obedience, of simple devotion. Come on, we make it so complicated, don't we? It's like simple devotion to God. He says it. We believe it. We do it. We move forward. And it's really not that difficult. But it is, uh, it's just clothed in different clothing, but it's the same principle. So let me finish uh, with Luke 1, the, the story, how this plays out with two characters. that get visited by the same angel. So here's Elizabeth, whose Zechariah, her husband, is visited by Gabriel when he's doing his duties in the temple. And Gabriel comes to him and says, you're going to have a child. And he's saying, I'm old, man. I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) You know what I mean, right? (laughs) I don't know if I can do that. I'm old. And he goes, no, not only are you going to have a child, but you're going to shut up for nine months. Amen. <laughs> Your unbelief. I'm, I'm about to release John the Baptist. You're going to call him John. He's going to prepare the way. I don't know how that's going to happen. Well, it doesn't really matter what you know, is what I'm telling you, so shut up for nine months. Come on, that conversation went like this. And then the same angel, Gabriel, comes to Mary. Come on, this this a teenage girl, skinny girl. She's betrothed to Joseph. Uh, In those days, if you got married out of, if you got pregnant out of wedlock, you're in trouble. Say amen, right? And um, the angel comes, Mary, no pressure, you're gonna give birth to God. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) all right, okay, how's this gonna happen? Different question. This is not gonna happen. This is how's this gonna happen? Well, I'm going to overshadow you. The Spirit of God is going to impregnate you. Actually, the word seed means sperma in the Greek. So here is the sperma of God is going to inseminate you. Your prophetic promise is going to come from above. And God has to give Joseph a dream when an angel says, No, you know, she's pregnant. I did it. How would you like to have that prophetic dream? Now, come on, the whole story of Jesus is a one prophetic, continuous prophetic encounter. And so Mary, she might be a teenager, might be a skinny girl, Jewish girl, but she knows better. She runs out to meet her cousin Elizabeth. Elizabeth is three months pregnant. Mary's just beginning her journey. And she goes out. This is where we pick it up in Luke 1, uh, verse 39 of 56, for those that are... (coughs) And keeping the thing legal, right? And Mary comes out, and she sol- she greets Elizabeth, Elizabeth, and the Spirit of the Lord comes upon Elizabeth, and John the Baptist gets filled with the Holy Spirit and jumps for joy in his mother's belly. Come on, John the Baptist gets a bad rap, bro. I mean, he is like the grumpy prophet, but the first time you see this guy in his mother's belly, he's full of joy. Come on, I say this all over the world. No joy, no Jesus. You can say amen to that. You know, if you're having, you got to create a culture of joy in your house. you got to create a culture of joy because His presence should produce this in your life. This is not a religious thing. This is a God thing. This is a fruit of the kingdom, this joyful reality. And Mary saying, Elizabeth, and Eliz- the prophetic anointing hits Elizabeth, And she begins to prophesy as John is jumping in her belly saying, Oh my, I am blessed by seeing this blessed woman. You are blessed among the women. And she just goes off. And all of a sudden this ping pong thing hits. That This prophetic anointing hits Mary. And baby Jesus starts prophesying. Come on. Here's this skinny Jewish girl that says, the kings of the earth. They're rich. They're going to bow their knees. To... And here's this girl of a sudden roaring like a lioness. And here is this prophetic. Come on, this is proof positive that abortion is just not God. Here are these two babies prophesying to one another. Releasing unto one another the prophetic promises. Isn't that amazing? Come on. This is, you know, she stays there three months and then she goes back. She gets, you know, whatever courage she needs to or impartation. Or just she's hanging out with her cousin. It's not a religious deal here. There's two pregnant women. Hanging out. Imagine when they start talking about the angels. So what did he tell you? And what it was? And what was he wearing? How was his hair? What color his eyes? Guys go... (laughs) Here's two ladies. Oh, it was so cute, man. (laughs) All right, here's some lessons on this. Ready? Number one. You ready? Position yourself to receive the word of the Lord. Mary just said, you know, here I am. Do with me what you want. Position yourself. Don't get complicated. Don't get arrogant. Don't get proud. Come on, just receive it. And then check it. Come on, amen. Receive it first. Then confirm it. Then ask. If if you already have this cynical view of it, or all these filters in your life, well, it's not going to really help you, is it? But if you just receive it, just say, yes, Lord. Come on, practice right now. Just say, yes, Lord. You got a bunch of words, I know. Don't be like that baby right here. Receive it. Number two, ready? Position your heart to simply believe. Once you've checked it, no matter how outrageous it is, believe. Come on, say believe. With a heart, man believes, right? Everything in the kingdom is faith. It's a faith-filled kingdom you begin to just, yes, Lord. Come on, yes, Lord. I don't understand, but I believe. How many of you, God asks you to obey and you don't understand why? Let me see your hands, right? Yeah, everyone needs to have their hand up. Because God asks me to do stuff that I don't get it, but I know it's the Lord. All right, number three, position your will to obey. Come on, say obedience. It's better than sacrifice. And just, you know, you, be, you hear it, you receive it, you believe it, you obey it. Come on, how difficult is that? So far so good, yeah? All right, you believe, you, and, and it might be really different for each and every person, depending upon what you got asked to do. But the grace on your life to fulfill your promise is different than the grace of mine over my life to see you do it. I tell mothers all the time, you know, you get grace for two kids when you have two kids, not when you have one. Come on, ladies. Amen, right? You get grace for three when you have three. You don't have grace for three when you have two. You don't need it. Although you think you do. <laughs> all right. Uh, number four. Number four. This is a good one. Ready? Position your mind not to get offended with God when he starts violating the sacred cows in your brain. Say amen. Amen. And you all got sacred cows in your brain. Don't tell me you don't. And God begins to say, no, I want you to burn that one as unto me. You know, I, I want you to... Not get offended with me when I don't take you there at the speed you want me to. Yeah. Yeah. I, God speaks to you prophetically. You're going to get a promotion and you're still stuck in your same job two years later. And you're thinking to yourself, that was not right. And the whole time God is, oh no, it's totally right. You just don't have the character for your next assignment yet. And I'm doing something in you. It's not enough for me to just fulfill the promise. I want to shift and change you. Come on, amen, right? And just because you're... Come on, this is, this is Parenting 101. Just because your little brother or your big brother can do it doesn't mean you can Because in your mind you're saying, that's not fair. Yeah, but it's just. And God's a God of justice and He knows what He's doing. Come on, He knows what He's doing. He knows you better than you do. Let I me mean, know you get the things you need, not the things you want. Amen to that. All right, number five. Oh, you're gonna love this one. Ready? <laughs> Position your attitude to persevere through hard times with joyful thanksgiving. You need to just give thanks. Come on, practice with me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I rejoice in the Lord. I'm I'm doing this discipline thing in my heart. I wake up and I say, this is the day. This is the day the Lord has made. Come on, amen, right? Today. He said, I will rejoice today. I'm not sure about tomorrow. Tomorrow is tomorrow. Each day has his own adversity. But this is the day. And so deflate all my worry and anxiety for another time. I'm trying. Some days the anxiety gets ahead of me. I mean, you know, when your spirit of stupid attacks you early in the morning. Come on. <laughs> and God's trying to... Develop in you a persevering importunity, a spirit that just won't quit. When everything else says you should, and yet there you are. No, I will rejoice in the Lord. I make a choice to rejoice. Come on. I give you thanks, oh God. I praise you. I worship you. And I forgive that individual. Especially if it's my husband, wife, or boss. Come on, somebody. My fellow worker, I forgive them. I bless them, God, in Jesus. Come on, how many know your, your environments will shift if you turn your complaining to prayer? Because we call prayer sometimes, and it sounds like a lot of whining to me. You know, And God wants to just give you cheese for that wine. That's all I'm saying. That's, you should not laugh at that joke. I stole that from somewhere. I know I did. All right. And the last one, you're going to love this. Ready? Position yourself around the right relationships. Mary went to Elizabeth. Come on, you got hang to out, hang out with people that are pregnant with purpose. Hang out with people that are going to not, not talk you out of your dream. Not talk you out of your vision, but they're going like, come on, I'll stand with you. I'm with you. When you're young, when you're middle, high, it doesn't matter. Smith Wigglesworth, 80 years old, he started doing the best work of his life. Moses, come on. There's articles that say your most productive years are when you're in your 60s. How many are 60 and over? Come on, let me see your hand. Come on. Some some article says the second most productive time in your life is when you're in your 70s. Cuz now you know better and you don't make the same stupid mistakes you used to do when you were 40 and 50. Come on. Never mind below that. When you're young you experiment, you go on adventures. I tell young people all the time, you're never going to have less, experience, less responsibility than you have now. Enjoy it. And don't put responsibility prematurely in your life. Come on, you all know what I mean by that. But you hang around with people that are on fire. You hang around with people that will speak life to your dreams. You pray for you and stand with you. You're a praying people. You don't pray from your problems to the fullness of God. You pray from the fullness of God towards your problems. And you begin to release heaven on earth that way. You don't worry about the circumstances. You don't worry about all the world events. Come on. I'm, I'm not saying you become an ostrich. You know, You stick your head in the sand and you leave your butt totally in the open for a major butt kicking. Come on. I'm not saying you do that. (laughs) Listen, my mother, she was a a diplomat. So I grew up with all this stuff. Everybody having this thing about the world. This is in the 70s, 80s. No, my mom, the 90s. And then I got hit with the Holy Ghost and started laughing. And then everything just made sense. And I said, there's this going on in the world. And I would just start to laugh. And all of a sudden, yeah, clarity would come. Because <laughs> I knew that the kings of the earth are shaking their tiny little fists at God. And he sits in the heavens and laughs. It all made sense to me. He says, you began the good work, we'll finish it. And I realize it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what circumstance you're in. It doesn't matter what took place in your life. What trauma, what reality, what thing, what experience. Good, bad, ugly. God is inside of you. Come on, right? Put your hand on your back. Jesus lives in the fullness of the deity of God dwells within you. Colossians 2, uh, 9, right? And you are complete in him. So, yeah. They've left the cage out. <laughs> I love it. It's a family church, so kids should be present. And if everything doesn't work, remember your promise and start from point one again. Start again and Remember i have how many of you have in your phone all the you should have them somewhere I, I hear the promises, the prophetic words that have been spoken. I write down the ones i couldn't record, and I remind myself, this is who God says I am is who you are is who you are come on is who you are and i'm it's, it's, who it's who I am, it's who I am. Come on, it's perfect. And it's perfect in all of your ways. And you're perfect in all of your ways. And you're perfect in all of... <laughs> you because you're a good... That's who you are. That's who you are. I'm loved by him. Come on. It's who? Imagine almighty God loving you with almighty love. Can you ever escape that? Even in the most difficult times in your life. Even in the most challenging times in your life. If if you're facing one of these. I want to pray for two kind of people. One with this prophetic intercessory thing. I feel like I have an impartation for you. I'll ask you to come up in a little while. But, But if you're experiencing resistance. You're living a good time. Resistance is life. Come on, amen. If you have no resistance in your life, I'm going to pray you get some. You won't grow unless you find. If your goal in life is to have absolute peace that nothing's happening in your life and you're good, you are not living in the kingdom reality of the Father. Because the kingdom reality is sparks should fly your light pressing into darkness your salt preserving things that are that are decomposing and you're the answer to somebody's prayer and yeah. your prophetic word you fulfilling your prophetic word i need you to fulfill your prophetic word yeah. come on amen you need me to fulfill mine you can't put all this on pastors and leaders. They're amazing, but they can't believe God for you. Say amen. Yes. Amen. You've got to stand up. You've got to hear the word of the Lord. You've got to live it out. Put it into practice. Come on, some of the young people going on this thing. you're going to learn how to overcome evil with good. You're going to have the power to make right decisions. The things that Because, I mean, how many know that when everybody's shouting hallelujah, it's easy to say yes to Jesus. It's when you go home and you have to face the music. You have to face things that are tough. You know, we we have friends in Venezuela going. I've had family that died needlessly because there was no medicine cheap enough for them to buy. Because there was no stock in Venezuela. Everything was imported. And so everything that's imported has three, four times the cost. We have friends we're praying now they have cancer. We Friends we're praying now that have all kinds of difficult situations. And I see God move in miracles. And then we pray the same way in another situation. And apparently he doesn't move. Have anybody ever thought about that before? Yeah. At my best, I hit like 300. Every, every 10 people, maybe three will get healed. We can pray for some healing beyond some of the words afterwards. But, but I've always wanted, instead of rejoicing over the three, we're bummed out about the seven. Come on, how many, it, it, I mean, human nature, Right? But right now, I pray for the strength of the Lord. Come on, just lift your hands to the Lord, yes? I pray for the strength of God. The energios. It's a word we need to take back from the New Agers. The energy of God to be released in your innermost being by the power of the Holy Spirit according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I pray for persevering fruit. Come on. The spirit of faith to come upon these people. I ask you Lord for a prophetic anointing to come upon them. I ask him for an opportunity to wait out in complete, in complete collaboration with God. To walk with him as he fulfills his word in You, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for a wave of grace to come upon you. A humility that will be dependent upon Him to carry out that which He promised. Because what God promises, He will make it come to pass. Lord, I ask you right now in Jesus' name that you do surgery in our hearts for the times that things did not work out the way we wanted. I pray that you would deliver us from every false expectation, all hope deferred, all sickness of heart. Come on, in the name of Jesus, every religious spirit, go in Jesus' name. So that we would be able to stand Stand in the clear waters of the river of God. The living water. Father, I pray a flooding would come into our spirit.